everyone to episode 26 of the Daddy Sharps podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the conferences, the games, and the fights that your square buddies are too scared to bet. And this week, we're excited to break down UFC fight night, baby. We're going to Texas. We're going to San Antonio. We're going to share our best bets and fights we're leaning toward. First, let's break down our best bets from UFC 286 from last week. But, but before we get there, this is a special podcast, Mr. Luke. Tell us, tell us where you're, where you're coming to, live from. We are coming live to you, folks, from Hawaii. And let's remember, guys, this is a the guy that's hitting everything on the NCAA tournament, and now he's in Hawaii. That's I right. love it, sir. I love it. You know, a little, little nicely shout done. Out. Well, let's plug a little bit. I think we did great before we break down our best bets from last week. Did we did solidly, solid performance in UFC last week? But I'm going to tell you, it was the NCAA tournament, the first round where we went eight and two. Hey, man, it Ooh. paid for a vacation for me to Maui. Yes. Yes. So I grabbed my daughter, and here we are. And I'm looking out, and it's sunny, and I'm looking at. Haleakala right now, coming to you live. So, hey. Oh, beautiful. That's why we make these bets. You got to do something fun with the money, right? That's right. That's what we do. It buys stuff for us, and that's why we do it. All right. Yes. Yes. Shall I start us off? Start us off, my man. A little All recap right, of last week, the pay-per-view well, out of London. I loved it. I went one and one. My first best bet of the night was on Omar Morales to win over Chris the Problem Duncan. The problem was Morales. <laughs> Duncan, good finish. Duncan won by split decision, which which was a loser. That's okay. That was a great fight. I I really think that it was uh, close. Yeah, I think Morales was robbed in that one. Quite frankly, uh, Duncan didn't really do much to him except for hang on him the whole time. But whatever. Morales had some good shots in there. All right, let's go to my second best bet. Jack the Tank Shore beat Mister Finland. Amir Khani by submission in the second, and that one, John, was a winner. Oh, one of our favorite fighters there. The Tank, moving up a weight class, getting the victory with a finish, nonetheless. I loved a bet that I usually don't make. I liked Christian Leroy Duncan over Todorovic. My best bet here was Duncan. This guy's making his UFC debut, had a lengthy amateur career where he went 17-6. and six. He steps into the big the big show here, and he puts him away, but it was kind of an anticlimactic win. I was ready to see some some flying knees, some spinning back fist. Uh, Todorovic busted his knee up pretty bad and ended up not being able to get out of the first round. So it wins was kind of an injury, but a win's a win. It still pays the same. And then a guy that me and you love to watch. Yeah, we did. Arvin, the Italian dream, Vittori versus Dolides. My best bet there was Vittori. We loved him in this one. He has been in the cage with two pound-for-pound pound top 15s in Whitaker and Adesanya. He easily takes care of business here and puts the slow-paced Dolides away for an easy Daddy Shirts cash. Fantastic weekend, and we're going to keep it rolling right now. Let's move on to our best bets for this week. Dun, dun, dun. For my best bet, I'm breaking down a prelim flyweight fight between Victor 
Altamirano and Benicius Salvador. Both fighters land a ton of strikes. A ton of strikes, John. Salvador absorbs more strikes than Altamirano. In Altamirano's last two fights, he lost a split decision to Carlos Carlos Candelario, then KO'd Daniel Da Silva in the first. That was last August, not so long ago. Altamirano is also the much better grappler in this fight. Salvador is new to the UFC. He's had one fight in the Contender Series. All but one of his 14 wins have come by knockout. However, the last thing he wants to do is go to the mat. And what's going to happen? They're going to the mat. And my best bet is Altamirano to win. Oh, I think we got a little sleepy time there. A little sleep, sleep. Sleepy time. <laughs> All right. If anybody's ever seen this guy fight, oh, my God. Uh, my next best bet here, Nate Landwehr versus Austin Lingo. I like Landwehr at minus 250 right now. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to say it. Ooh, this man loves to fight, and he loves to entertain. And, of course, they put him in a fight in front of a live audience for that reason. But also the entertaining can get this guy in a little bit of trouble sometimes. He's actually been hit on the chin uh, five times in the last three fights and went down to the mat. He didn't get knocked out, but he's scary to bet on sometimes because he likes to play to the crowd. He likes to do that big show for everybody, and that's why they put him in this in this live audience situation. But don't let him. Don't let me think. Don't let me talk you into thinking that this guy's just a big brute. He is a former M1 fighter, so he has been in there with some tough competition. Also, the strike defense numbers look a little weak for Landwehr, but he gave up over 120 strikes in one fight. So I think those numbers are a little bit skewed. The two losses on UFC are to grapplers, which is not what he is facing in this card. We got Austin Lingo, and with a name like Lights Out, we know exactly what the UFC wants out of this fight. So... Lingo hasn't fought in two years. He was set to fight two weeks ago, and then the bout was canceled due to his opponent missing weight. Now Lingo has to make this weight cut twice in a two-week time frame. Lingo's opponents on the UFC haven't exactly been killers, a combined six and eight on the UFC. My best bet, the entertainer, my man, Landwehr, wins this one on the feet, which should be a banger. Nice. A little scary that. though. He's this is the guy that likes to uh right in the middle of the fight put his hands in the air and ask for the crowd to cheer. That type of guy. <laughs> a little scary, you know what uh, I mean? <laughs> yeah, but if you can back it up, why not? Yes, yes. It gets, back it, gets, it up three times in there. So I like and it gets you the next big contract. Yes. Are true. you not entertained, John? Exactly. Are you not entertained? I am I am betting on a gladiator from Tennessee. That's what I'm doing. Well, my next best bet. <laughs> is in the lightweight division. It is a crazy man. Manuel El Loco Torres. I love it. I he love is squaring it. off against Trey Samurai Ghost Ogden. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh, but... I'm thinking of Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Samurai Ghost. My best bet is for Torres to win here. Torres, the younger fighter by six years, is a striking machine. He lands more than 10 strikes per minute, and he absorbs much fewer strikes than Ogden. He's decent on the ground. Ogden is a little better, granted. Mm -hmm. Torres has six wins by knockout and six wins by submission. Only one win and zero losses by decision for Ogden. He's got 11 wins by submission. None by KO, however, and at 33 years old, he's only one in one in the UFC. So 
I, I got to be honest, these intangibles, you know, like these 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 little, you know, side little issues or storylines, if you will. I pay attention to those things. One and one in the UFC and you're 33. I question why he's still continuing to fight. And if I'm questioning it, I think he is too. Oh, this I like fight it. will end in a finish. My best bet is Manuel El Loco Torres to win by finish. Can you believe it? To win by finish. Let's go. We don't get very many props from my boy over there, but here we are. A, we prop, a prop from the daddy sharp. <laughs> nice. So you're saying uh, you're questioning his will to fight. Well, in this next one, I'm questioning one of these combatants wills to fight as well. I have Cape versus Perez, my best bet here at a nice friendly price. I like Cape at minus 175. I love the matchup. The up-and-coming prospect in Cape versus the former title contender Perez. I see this as a fighter on his way up and the other on his way down the rankings. Cape's debut fight was against Pantoja, and he lost the decision. I think we all know what Pantoja is doing now. He's going to be fighting for the title in his next fight. Then Cape dropped the next one before rattling off a three-fight win streak, which he's currently on. In the three-win streak, he has landed five knockdowns and two KOs. This man has serious power in his hands. He gave up two takedowns in his last fight, but shows an ability to get up quickly, only giving up two minutes of control time in a 15-minute fight. Now, when you bet Cape, you have to be aware. You're going to get a little scared in that first round. He's a slow starter. If he doesn't knock you out in the first round, he's just going to try and feel you out, throw minimal shots. Then the killer comes out in the second round and the third round where he almost triples his output in every single fight on the UFC. Perez, on the other hand, just like you were saying earlier, this guy fights the champ and then he fights Pantoja. He loses in round one to both of them. No other huge names on his resume. Plus, the man has 11 canceled fights since 2019. 11. Granted, not 11. I've never seen this before in my life. Not all of them, granted, are his fault. Some of them were COVID, but five of them he withdrew from. Oof. So I'm questioning, does this man want to be in the octagon anymore? Nope. And I don't want to put money on a guy like that. And on a hungry cape, I will put money on. The last time Perez fought a southpaw like cape, he was outstruck two to one. My best bet here, Cape gets the easy victory at a manageable price of minus 175. Yeah, I like that. And that's not a good, that's not a bad price uh, in UFC. I like especially it. On a, I like especially it. on a fight night. I like it too. Yes. Hey man, let's go ahead and deep dive into other fights on the card that we like. Let's go to the welter bait, a welterweight bout, I should say. Trevin Giles versus Preston Pressure Parsons. John. Who do you like in this fight and why? I'm going to tell you one thing. I am not betting money on this fight, but if I had to make a lean, it would be Giles, just based on his experience in the cage. But he's got very low output on the feet, which makes it kind of difficult to win a decision. So that's why I'm not betting this one. Yeah, Giles lands more strikes and absorbs more strikes. He has six wins by KO and five by submission. Preston is is a little better at the takedown. He has nine wins by submission. I don't know. I I I, I thought I was going to lean toward Preston in this one, but I, I you know I'm not going to bet it either. Let's just move on. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> to the featherweight division, we have Daniel the Pitt Pineda versus Tucker Top Gun Lutz again. Top Gun. Why? Why? Oh. Oh, that's that's one of my favorite movies, if not the best movie of all time. 
followed by Maverick, sir. I love Tucker Lutz in this fight. First of all, Pineda's on a two-year layoff, and he has trouble with grapplers. So I love Lutz to push it and kind of test this guy's cardio. However, Lutz is on a two-year layoff as well. Because of that, the combined layoff, I've got to stay off this fight. If Lutz had actually been fighting recently, I'd be all over Lutz on this. Pineda is 37 years old. He's coming off a no contest, two draws, and a loss. Yes. Lutz is one of one in the UFC coming off a loss himself, but, you know, whatever. It's not like Pineda. Yeah, it seems like Pineda has a tough hill to climb in this one. I'm leaning toward Lutz. I, I am. But, again, it's just a lean. It's not a best bet. Something that we're definitely watching. Shall we, John, good Ooh. sir, yes. go on to the main card? Yes. Shall we go to the main card? I like it, sir, and we you don't have to pay to watch it this time. We've got a middleweight fight. <laughs> Shitty bang bang. Injaquani versus Nicely Albert done, Injaquani. <laughs> I yes. practiced that three times. Yes. Albert Duryev. You you uh you like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bang Bang here. I like it. First of all, he is the UFC equivalent of Morgan Freeman. The the pipes on this guy. This guy's got a great voice. He could go have a career in radio when this is all said and done. Aside from that, this dude's very experienced. He fought in Bellator eight times, led to a five and three record. He's got UFC power. He's KO'd some real power strikers in round one on the UFC level. And this guy is huge. He's 6'3 with an 80-inch reach. His opponent, 75-inch reach. This guy's always bigger than everybody he lines up against. He's got a pretty good takedown defense, which he's going to have to use in this fight because the other guy can really land some takedowns. I am trusting Bane Bane here, and I think he's an animal. He's one of those rare fighters that has the length and the power to get it done. Plus, we get another buyer-friendly price at minus 165. All right, let's stick on to the main card here with the co-main event. We've got a bantamweight fight between Holly, the preacher's daughter, home versus Yana Santos. John, oh. who's going to win that fight? <laughs> Why did you even put this on here? Come this on. girl's as old as me, for It's a co-main co event. It's oh. a co the, the preacher's daughter, I saw her robbed by the judges in the last fight. And I think the UFC is now making business decisions here. I know that's not true, but I can't I can't put money on a 41-year-old fighter. I'm off this fight all the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're both coming off losses. This is a big match in this weight division, <laughs> as we know. A, a lot going on in this weight division right here. So there's a lot of sorting out to do. And that's probably what we're looking at here. I'm, I, You know, maybe I'm leaning toward Holly a little bit, the preacher's daughter. But we'll see. All right. Finally, Luke, you better pray. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Finally, the other main event and another bantamweight fight: Marlon Chito Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. Ooh, I almost made this a best bet, Mister Luke. I like Chito Vera, my friend. I like Marlon here. So Sanhagen, he's a Denver guy. He's from here. He's Got the he's got the stamina, but he's also won some pretty impressive fights with flying knees, spinning back fist. One of these flying knees, he got 28 seconds into the into the fight. Um, I'm not saying it was lucky. I'm just saying 
I'm not going to put money on that. <laughs> and Vera is one of these guys that you can just tell by looking at him. He is a fighter at heart. Now, when you look at the numbers, his strike defense looks a little weak, but you got to go back to that Rob Font fight. He allowed, Luke, I don't know anybody that can stand up. This guy's a fighter. He allowed 271 hits. He got hit 271 times. You rarely see that unless you're fighting somebody like Max Holloway or something. But still, this dude won the fight. He won the fight after getting hit 271 times, and it was a decision. He didn't knock the guy out. I love Vera. I love his fighting spirit. I think he's going to do it against Sanhagen, and you're getting this guy at plus money. You got to follow the plus money there at plus 145. He's, he's the fighter, man. He's got the he's got the fighter's heart. I agree. I think they've got this kind of wrong. I think Vera wins this one easily when you yep. break it down. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. Hey, let's recap our best bets from for for this week. We've got UFC Fight Night, folks. Victor Altamirano is going to win his bout. That is my first best bet for this week. And my second best bet is Manuel El Loco Torres to win by finish. I'm telling you, this is a matchup between two guys who do not go to decisions. They just don't. It's someone's finishing this bout, and it's going to be Torres. Nice. My best bet, I got Cape. He gets the easy victory here at a very manageable price. And I also like, even though I'm keeping my fingers crossed here, I like Landwehr, hoping he doesn't play to the crowd too much, but gives him a show. I think he's going to win this one on the feet in what could be fight of the night, my man. Nice. Mm -hmm. Now, right. Mr. Luke, we're yes. not done yet, sir. Oh. We've got another podcast coming up. Oh, I was going to move on, but wait a minute. I was going to move on, but wait, what are you saying? We have all your best bets for March Madness in the Sweet uh. 16. Look for the Daddy Sharps podcast, which is out right now. You're breaking it down in Hawaii on the beach in your flip-flops. That's right. Yeah, we do. The sweet 16, baby. We have arrived. <laughs> for UFC, though, well, that's going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. Remember, always gamble responsibly and within your means. And the best bets that we share are based on our own research. We don't always win. Be sure to check us out on social media. Look for Daddy Sharps on Facebook and at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back next week with all of our best bets and much more. But John, first answer me this who is your daddy we are that's right stay sharp